Our first reading from 1 Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed, a preacher and an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectful apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived. But the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing, if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus also said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management for you can no longer be a manager. The manager said to himself, what shall I do since my master is taking the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I'm removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. 
The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard these things, and they ridiculed him. He said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We can praise to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from the Gospel reading, Luke chapter 16. Here again these words of Jesus. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. I stood in the man's living room. The rain was pouring down on us because the living room no longer had a roof or any walls. The tornado had scattered the man's possessions across acres of land around him. He told me how narrowly he had escaped the destruction, getting to his safe place just seconds before the tornado hit his house. Looking at all the mess that was left behind, he said, it's just stuff. What's important is that I'm okay. Yeah, it's just stuff. But Americans place a great value on stuff, on possessions. We work hard to have a good place to live, a nice car, good clothes, the right social contacts, a comfortable retirement, enjoyable vacations, a lot of stuff. It shouldn't take a near-death experience for us to put having possessions in the right perspective. Jesus taught us the right perspective about possessions, about stuff. The first thing was to understand something about ownership. Everything that we have belongs to God. He is the creator of everything. The Bible tells us how God spoke and it was so. He is also the preserver of creation. Luther's explanation to the first article of the Apostles' Creed in the small catechism says, I believe that God has made me in all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He gives us all that he has created. He told Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on it. He's given it all to us, but not to own, to manage, to take care of, to use. We are to manage what ultimately belongs to God. It continues to be his, He gives it to us to use. And we are called to be wise managers, not wasteful of what he has given to us, aware that he is the owner of all, and the day will come like it came for that manager in our text, a day of accounting, accounting of how we have managed God's possessions given to us. We want to be successful in doing that. 
And Jesus tells us we therefore must be trustworthy. Jesus said, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. Those who manage what God has given them well, God will bless with more. The opposite is also true. Jesus said, one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. Those who do not manage wisely, who cannot be trusted, will not be given more by God. So what does it mean to be trustworthy? To be trustworthy means, first of all, to acknowledge the owner. Secondly, to thank the owner for all the gifts that he has given, and to thank him in proportion to those gifts that we have received, and to use the gifts that we have received wisely and well, not just for ourselves, but to help others around us, especially those less fortunate than us. We are to be good managers in all that God has given to us, and we have to admit, He's given a lot to us. First of all, spiritual blessings. He has given us forgiveness and eternal life. They are gifts from God, blessings he has given to us. Jesus came and suffered and died on the cross to pay for our sins, to take away the punishment that we deserve. And God gives to you and to me and everyone who believes in Jesus as their Lord and Savior the gifts of forgiveness and everlasting life. Those are gifts to be shared, to tell others their need for him also, of their sin and the consequences of sin, eternal death, unless they repent of that sin and put their faith and trust in Jesus, to share that good news of God's love, his forgiveness, his promise of everlasting life, as well as the help and the hope that he gives to us each and every day of our lives. We also have many, many material blessings. Family and food and clothing and shelter and employment, all gifts from God. And as we grow in trustworthiness, God will increase his gifts to us. That's true in our life together here at Good Shepherd. Much has been entrusted to us. We are a large congregation with many resources and therefore a large responsibility to be trustworthy and use what we have been given in the mission of sharing God's love in Jesus with those in our community and even throughout the world. And God will bless us as we grow in managing what he has given to us, as we become more involved in support of his mission, as we spend more time in reading and studying his word, as we become more active in sharing our faith with others in word and in deeds. And that's true also of us as individuals. God has indeed blessed us, and he will increase our blessings as we demonstrate our trustworthiness, as we manage the gifts he has given us wisely. Sometimes we try to do just the opposite. We'll give more to God later, when we have more, when we're more comfortable with where we're at, where we have more possessions or have more time. But if we cannot be trusted with what God has already blessed us with, we cannot expect to be blessed with even more. So we need to ask ourselves some tough questions. 
Do we really acknowledge that God is the owner of all that we have? Or do we sit back and say, I worked hard for this. This is mine. Do we really want to be blessed with more? Have we been trustworthy with what God has given to us? What would happen if the roles were reversed? If God gave to us in proportion to our gifts to him? In the Old Testament, the law was to give, at a minimum, a tithe, 10% of everything that a person had before taxes or anything else. We're not bound by that law, but just consider, just consider, what if God took the amount of our offering to him, multiplied it by 10, and gave it back to us as our salary for the week? How would that work? Would we have enough to survive? Like the shrewd manager who knew that an accounting was coming, we need to take an accounting also. And it starts with confessing our poor performance as managers of what God has given to us and then trusting his mercy, his forgiveness for that and for all of our sins. And then to change the way we are doing things. It would certainly be one way of demonstrating our thankfulness to God for all of his blessings. To demonstrate the love he has given to us, and to share and show that love with others. And then it would open the floodgates of abundant blessings from God to us. God has given us everything. As we respond to the gifts that he has given to us in thanksgiving and return a portion to him, that's what it means to be wise managers. Amen. And may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.